Welcome back to the Potluck Podcast. Got a great show lined up for you today. We got Commerce FPD in review. We got Week 7 recap, Week 8 previews, Commerce at Social Circle. Great show lined up. Let's go. listening to the Potluck Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of Commerce Football. The sweet, sweet sounds of the old front porch. Uncle Saul, how we doing? Doing pretty good tonight, Dino. Uh, Had a real good week. Feels great out here. It does. Uh, I've been sleeping real well, uh, which is it's a nice change. Had two really good dinners this week. Uh, watched <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, that's last a great night for one. movie night. Great one. Uh, so we did we did blockbusters. I loved I love that. I've never seen it, dude. I love that movie. I love it. That, I, I saw that movie twice in theaters. It was and the, dude that movie that was a theater movie. It was. It's so good, good. Period. But yeah. It would have been great in theaters. Oh, man. In IMAX. Big. Like, yeah. the biggest screen you could find. I mean... That one, movie is awesome. One thing I, I love... that movie. One thing I loved about it was, first, which we talked about this last night, but it was very Tolkien-esque in that it was an entire world. Like, and I've seen yeah. the original Mad Max. See, I never saw the original. The The original with Mel Gibson, the first one, is great. Yeah, uh, I, need, I need to put that on my list. It, the cinematography is really cool. Uh, but this one is like, just the lore in it is insane. But yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, Man, that's a great movie. I've been having gr- great, great times at work. Like, went and picked apples yesterday. Climbed <laughs> did, you the up, did you get up there and knock them? I didn't knock. Well, actually, I didn't pick apples. I went and bought apples from a packing shed. Oh. But it used to be a you pick, and the folks have gotten too old to oh, keep up this. Bad. They it's have like kids so, yeah. to carry on the. Yeah, I don't or, their, or their kids maybe didn't do the tradition. Yeah, and they can't that's find always, help. That's always a tough. But they have the best wine sap apples in all of northeast Georgia. Vanishing small local agriculture is not my favorite thing to hear about. Well, and I used to go there as a kid too, and I can remember it being sprawling and magical, and uh, the weeds were knee high through the through the orchard and that was kind of sad but the people still had a jovial quality that's good which they they were optimistic uh, and kind it's apple season it is so good there's i had i had two today where's this at let's give a plug so uh it's bryson's orchard that's actually not in georgia it's right across the south carolina state line in long creek Mm -hmm. um it's just a little outdoor open air packing shed, and uh, you can go in and buy half a peck, a peck, or a bushel, and they have fifteen apple varieties. Exit one. No, so if you're in Clayton, you take Highway mm. seventy six uh, east across the Chattooga River. I see, and so then you go up to not maybe is it is it all you go all the way to Clayton then seventy six. Mm-hmm. 
Got it. Right in, right in town. I used to think it was off of War Woman Road, but I was mistaken because that goes all the way up to Highlands. Mm. Uh, but it was it was fun. And then uh, Shelby and I went and hiked uh, Black Rock Mountain afterwards. Came back down and had some dinner at the Universal Joint mm. in Clayton. So I like the Universal Joint. Good uh, spot. Great hamburger. Tropicalia on tap but most of the time. I had a coffee because I was pretty tired. Yeah. Uh, it wake you back up for you drive back home. Yeah. But it was a great week so far. How about how about you? <laughs> just it's just fall. It's just fall season. You yeah. Know? Fall break going on. Been up to uh the uh the heartbeat of Appalachia, I would say. <laughs> I've been uh, to Dollywood. Uh, you know, Gatlinburg. Went up there to uh, you know, saw the elk. You know, driving by on the roads up there, and uh, did, that's always fun. Smoky Mountains, you know. Did you Very guys, smoky on the way back. Foggy, very foggy. The way up, we came up a little later at night. It was nice. Good, did you good guys time. Good time. eat at the Pancake Pantry? No, we didn't. We ate, uh, where all did we eat? We ate at one of those a diners. Lot. Like the, what's it, like the Skyliner? Diner I had never been there. Or whatever. It's like right across the street from the... Like the Ripley's, like I was about King to say Kong. for Ripley's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a very, it's like the Myrtle Beach of, oh, of uh, Appalachia. I love, I love going up there. Though. It's so you. fun. It's, it's the best. I forgot how good Dollywood is too, man. It's a fun time. It's funny too because like every region in the United States has a Myrtle Beach because New England has one too. Because I went gotta up have there. it. It's just, just boardwalks and or long like straight the, the, flat walks. Like the Panama City, yeah. you know, everybody's got to have one. Yeah, beautiful, yeah. beautiful time. It's just fall season, you know. Got to get up there in the mountains, just get get that nice cool, you know. Just get in, get up in there and have some have some fall things going on. Oh yeah, while you still can. I agree. Because some people, as soon as you turn that calendar November, they want to go straight to Christmas. I'm I'm not I'm not one of those people. Yeah. But uh, some people like to do that. I believe I don't turn the calendar. Let me see. It. Let me let me get this out. I I don't turn the calendar to Christmas until Black Friday. Exactly. Because if you turn the calendar to Christmas, if your calendar, if you start listening and doing all that, November one, you're just you're punting on Thanksgiving. And to me, that me that says that your family don't know how to cook. That's what that says to me. Because I would never, I would never punt on Thanksgiving. First of all, football. Second of all, the food. Well, I like I like the actual meaning behind the holiday of Thanksgiving too. It's like I like to be thankful for what I have. Yeah, you know, being thankful. That I, good. I like that holiday, especially in the fall. Yeah, it's easy to be thankful. The weather's good. You're with your family, right? Your friends. It's football. You season. get some time off. Yeah, like things are slowing down. Yeah, it's a great holiday. That is a good holiday. Then you got Black Friday. That's when it, that's when Christmas starts for me. Well, that's when the Christmas stuff comes down. Start decorating a little bit. Yeah. December one is when it's really. That's when it's it's overdrive. You got to be ready to go there. Yeah. You got to be ready to go for Christmas there. As a postal employee, I can already tell the tides are turning. Uh oh. In the mail flow. Uh oh. We delivered the Amazon catalogs Uh-oh. not long ago. Oh, so. trust me, Graham. Graham has received. So they're the new. Isn't that, doesn't that, it's the new J.C. Penny. It's the new J.C. Penny. The new Sears. It's not. It's actually kind of sad. Yeah. But the Amazon catalog. Ugh. It ain't far away. Yuck! It really ain't. The Amazon overlords will <laughs> overtake us all. 
Um, let's see. Jeff Bezos is just gonna own everybody. Uh, <laughs> let's see. This is a this is a uh, high school football podcast. Here we're <laughs> seven minutes in here, and we haven't haven't spoke at all about high school football. Yeah, it's just a nice catch up though. It is. It's been a while since we've seen each other. Yeah, I didn't. I couldn't go to the game um, this past week. So tell us about the game. Yeah, uh, the game was a Thursday night game. It's really like the first Thursday night varsity game I think I've ever been to. Honestly, um, that's a good point. It may have, may have been. It was a long drive too. I actually I got out of work a little bit early and drove the hundred and thirteen miles down to Macon. You gotta get back to Macon. No song. <laughs> no, I don't. No. And I didn't get to go to the place you told me to H-H- go. H-H- well, I I I, uh, I talked to Seals a little bit about it, and apparently it's. I don't remember exact. Somebody bought it. And it's not as good. It's like, I I think it's still I think it's still good, but it's not like it was. Like it used to be like yes, hundred percent. They've kind of made it more about like barbecue, which is weird. There's no more like meat and three, Mm -hmm. which is like the big thing at lunch. Yeah, meat and three was like that was like the spot, and I think it's not that anymore. I think it's still good, but it's not like, which is unfortunate that they got bought out, but. You know what my favorite meat and That was very is. sad for me to hear because I had that whole like soliloquy of like you know what it's one of those it's one of those places that that, that stands up to the reputation. <laughs> and then he was like he he texted me or, or DM me or something was like yeah man they got bought out. I was mm. like no. It does break a little bit of your soul when you find something out about like that. Yeah, but uh, I I drove on down there. I ate at the ballpark. I was one of their first customers. And then I got ready to watch our three and two Commerce Tigers face the GIAA. So this is a correction mm, from the correction. last week. I thought that that's a Seals correction. It was Taylor, Seals uh, he, was on he, his, he was on it. He was on it. This he he might not be listening after the the long talk about our, <laughs> our our latest ventures, but he was on it last week. He was two really good corrections. So it's not the GIAA. He's also our Putnam anymore. County Lake Country representative. True. We always hear about football. Putnam County from Seals, yeah. which is good. Uh, but they're in the GIAA instead of the GIAA. That's no longer a league. It kind of just changed names and rebranded after the secession last year. Um, but last Thursday night, that was where we were at with our Commerce Tigers. Uh, Commerce did lose the toss, I believe. Um, regardless of, of who won the toss, we did have to kick off. that Because I missed the toss because I was talking. That's what was going on. Uh, place kicker Ivy Talbert started things off for the Tigers as she put shoe to leather. First Presbyterian got straight to work and scored on a Jakari Williams touchdown after a four-minute and 14-second opening drive. PAT was good. FPD led Commerce 7 to nothing. Dino, I know you were driving during the game, mm. uh, and you were trying to watch the game during the trip. Mm. Did you get to see any of Williams' play? Yeah, so I, I, I ran a tournament, a golf tournament. For those that, for, for those that listen that don't know what I do, I, I work in golf. Uh, and I was <laughs> in Columbus that day. So I knew there was no chance I was getting from Columbus to Macon to Atlanta 
to commerce to Macon Holy in one day. Smokes. That wasn't going to happen. Yeah. So it was also like super windy. Was it super windy at the game? So it was, and then it died off. Really? And it was calm and just overcast. All day in Columbus, it was like howling wind, howling wind. And I was thinking, like, man, this is going to be trouble in Macon tonight. Um, and maybe one of those things where, like, it's actually worse, like, the further you are away from, like, the cloud coverage. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, I did – I was able to, to watch some, some of it. And, yeah, Williams was really good. Um, A four-star sort of seemed like their entire offense. Yeah. Um, watched it uh, – shout-out to Pastor Russ Brown. Watched his feed. Uh while also focusing on the road, I never had my <laughs> I never had my hands on the phone. All right, I know Georgia's a hands free, hands free state. So Tate, if you're listening, you can't you can't arrest me or write me a t- can't arrest me or write me a ticket for this. I had it on the little you know, little stand that you, that you like sit. the GPS thing. Yeah, yeah, I had it sitting up there, so I would look over every now and then, watch plays. Uh, so I did notice him, yeah. electric. He was he was a tall player. He was about six two. Six three, probably one hundred and eighty five, one hundred and ninety pounds. Real good runner. Had a good body lean. Um, so he scored the first touchdown of the game and accounted for pretty much every FPD touchdown. Uh, but Commerce got back to work and answered that first FPD touchdown directly by patching together a sixty seven yard touchdown drive capped by a sixteen yard Tyshawn Wiggins score. Talbert's PAT was good. Commerce, 7, FPD, 7. Uh, Tyshawn got a nice little rumble after uh, he had that big night against Banks County. Um, I saw some conflicting stats from his stat line. I think we reported that he gained 160 yards rushing that night. I also saw that it was reported he gained 206 yards rushing Mm -hmm. against Banks County. So, um, nevertheless, he had a lot of – yards rushing that night. Um, after Connor scored, good defensive play highlighted much, much of the rest of the first half with senior Tigers Cole Hill and Kayla Lovin both making crucial stops during a promising Viking drive. Our tough defensive play provided an offensive opportunity, but two consecutive holding calls, which were debatable, stymied the Tigers and negated several nice runs by sophomore tailback Jaden Daniels. Ultimately, FPD scored once more before the half with a three-yard rushing touchdown by Williams. PAT was no good, and the score was first Presbyterian day, 13, Commerce, seven at the half. Jakari Williams, uh, Coastal Carolina, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, NC State, Pittsburgh. Wow, he'd be a really, that'd be really cool if he went to Pitt. I would love if he went to Georgia Southern. That'd be awesome. Yeah, he'd be a good fit down there too. Even though we don't have an option anymore. Uh, also, Troy and Virginia Tech. That's so he's got some some power five yeah, offers. He's kind of he's kind of that fringe, like could ha- could G5, break five P five. Yeah, like kind of choose your own adventure there. You could probably probably go be a three year starter at a at a G5, or you could go to a P- P5 and try your luck. Yeah. Interested to see what he does. But second half. Uh, Commerce got the ball. We we kicked it to start, and we got the ball after the half, and we got right to work. The Tigers drove 72 yards in 4 minutes and 45 seconds to gain our first lead of the game. Jaden Daniels scored on his 
or scored his first of three touchdowns with an 18-yard rush. Talbert's PAT was good. Commerce, 14, FPD, 13. Uh, Dino, I don't know if you've seen this because the last time you saw Jaden, he was, he was banged up against Banks County. But one thing I noticed Friday night was he was running really tough, uh, especially as the game wore on. Um, right there at the end of the game, he, he had a 17-yard touchdown it was, and I think he broke four tackles mm-hmm. on his way to the end zone and carried – some Vikings into the end zone. So, really impressive game for Jaden. Um, FPD's next drive made little headway as senior defensive end Jack Fagan got a huge sack on third and long. Commerce capitalized with an Ivy Talbert field goal, a 25-yarder. Two field goals in two consecutive weeks for Talbert. Commerce pulled out further, 17-13. to FPD didn't back down, though, and Williams retaliated in under three minutes. An eight-yard sweep moved the Vikings ahead 20-17 to with just 5-12 left in the game. And the Tiger fans and myself all puckered up a little bit because it kind of felt like the game was in doubt there. Um, do not fear, Commerce fans. We were saved. Two late, powerful runs from Jaden Daniels the 17-yard touchdown, and a 49-yard score, followed by two Talbert PATs, put the game out of reach despite another heroic Jakari Williams touchdown pass and an exciting finish. Of note, seniors Jackson Morris and Malachi Shockey came up big at the end of the game with an interception from Morris and an onside kick recovery for Shockey. Final score, Commerce 31, First Presbyterian 26. What you got, Dino? Good Thursday night win. Good, good, uh, cardiac commerce, man. Every game this year, every game it's been tight. It was good to see them win a close game after a probably somewhat more of an emotional close win in Homer, just on a short week, you know, long drive. You got the weird, you know, changing your schedule because yeah. of weather. You're down in a place you've never played before. A seven o'clock, two hours on, game. two hours on a Twinkie. Yeah, you know, that's a tough, tough. You got to get off and, and 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 you get off and you win a close game. Yeah, that was good to see. Three game winning streak for the Tigers. Three game winning streak. Uh, let's get into some t- statistics. Uh, also got these statistics from Russ Brown. So thanks, Russ, for the stats. Um, offensively, as a team, we rushed or we gained 331 yards total offense on 54 plays. All of those yards but two came on the ground, as did our four touchdowns. Now, 18 first downs, so a lot, a lot of first downs for the Tigers. Jaden Daniels picked up most of those. He rushed for a season-high 227 yards on 32 carries and three touchdowns. That takes his numbers for the season up to 833 yards total rushing on 108 carries and 12 touchdowns. That's good enough for 8.15 yards per carry, which is up from last year. I think he was somewhere around seven last year as a freshman. Um, Number 44 sophomore fullback Tyshawn Wiggins did add another touchdown. Um, Defensively, we played pretty good. We had a lot of plays in the backfield. Uh, we allowed 304 yards 
but individually, three players stuck out. Caleb Lovin, uh, senior number 19, defensive back, made four tackles and one sack on a blitz. Cole Hill followed him with three and a half tackles and a sack. And Jack Fagan uh, routed out your leading tacklers with another three tackles and a sack. Uh, Morris, the senior DB, also had an interception that was key. It's his fourth of the season. Uh, Dino, what about special teams and penalties? A lot of picks. A lot of picks. Jackson Morris back there just greedy. Yeah, him and Cohen Thomason. He's he's had some picks this year, too. Love that. Ivy Talbert, one for one on field goals, four for four on PATs. Um, hey, she's perfect all year, right? She hasn't missed anything. Has she missed anything? She may have missed a PAT or two. I was trying to dig into the stats and find that out today, but I couldn't figure out where that was. Maybe Hebron? Because we, we had 34 points. Was that the points. wet field kind of night? What yeah. night was that? Maybe that was maybe that was the one. Maybe she missed one there. I think she might have pushed one wide. Either way, <coughs> that night, very very consistent in the kicking game. So that's good to see. Uh, three penalties for twenty five yards. So nothing much to clean up there. Um, I guess uh, we we can talk a little with special teams kickoffs, kickoffs and kick returns. Yeah, that's one thing that we did well was kick returns. One thing we did not do well was covering kicks. Um, Jackson Morris has shown an aptitude for returning kicks as well as intercepting the ball. He had two really nice kickoff returns. Uh, One time he brought the ball out to the 34, and then right there at the end of the game, I think it was the 49-yard Daniels rush drive. He brought the ball all the way out to the 48, and I thought he was going to pop it. And he's done this a couple times before. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you remember this guy or not, Dino, but a couple years back, this would have been on the 19 team, he reminds me a lot of Daniel Wilson. You remember him? Mm-hmm. He, he's he got a similar running style to Daniel Wilson. And Daniel Wilson was one of those guys that kind of came out of nowhere running the ball for Commerce that year and made a really big impact. Um, things that we could improve on, we really need to improve on our kickoff coverage. Um, we're not doing def- our defense any favors. Against uh, First Presbyterian last Thursday night, their starting field position, the Vikings' starting field position, was on was past their own 40. So it's in between their 40 and 41-yard line. So we're only having 60 yards on average to defend as a defense. Similar um, to what... Banks County had a lot of similar advantages right. in field position game right? because of kickoffs and kick returns. So that's one thing we really need to to do better as a team and, and getting down the field and covering on kickoffs. But those were my thoughts about the Commerce game. I'm really looking forward to this week's action uh, with Social Circle and then seeing the broader picture of Northeast Georgia football Kind of as the playoff picture develops. Yeah, most regions started last week. Um, obviously, Commerce is, still hasn't started. Uh, <laughs> it's a four-team region, but we'll get there. Um, let's go. Any, any final thoughts before we go into uh, Week 7 recaps? Let's get right into it.
Lightning round. Lightning round week seven, starting in 7A. Number one, Buford 23, Collins Hill 3. Televised game on ESPN uh, Friday night. Buford led only 10-3 at the half, so a pretty good effort there from Collins Hill. Haynes finishes with 119 yards, two touchdowns on 16 carries. Down in 6A, the Red Leghorns of Gainesville, number five team in the state right now. They were 35-point favorites against Lanier, and the final in that one was Gainesville 42, Lanier 14. Jackson County 38, the Apple Knockers of Habersham Central 13. <laughs> the Knockers song, just getting their, getting their, their bells rung. Yeah, uh, running back M.J. Sperlin for the Panthers really ran all over Habersham. This was a close game at the half, but Jackson County really tore it open. I actually got to listen to a lot of it on the way back from Macon uh, last Thursday night. Sperlin rushed for 32 times, or 201 yards on 32 carries with three touchdowns. An astounding, this came from the Georgia High School Daily Newsletter, an astounding 173 of those rushing yards were after first contact. Big back. I think he's like 210 pounds, 6'1", 6'2". Down in 5A, Clark Central 17, Flowery Branch 7. Number 9, Jefferson 28, Winder Barrow 0. Jefferson quarterback Max Aldridge threw for three touchdowns in that one. Loganville 13, Eastside 10, a bonus coverage for the people. So, Yeah, this is a game that was important for this region. Uh, Loganville is undefeated at this point. They're actually playing right now against Clark Central. We'll, we'll give you an update a little later in that in the show on that game. But Loganville last week held Eastside's late fourth and goal attempt from the two to preserve a victory with three minutes and 30 seconds left in the game. They won that one by three. Put themselves in the driver's seat in 8-5-A. Number, or, yeah, number two, North Oconee, 70. North Hall, seven. Battle of the Norse there. Oconee, 30, uh, North Oconee, 34-point favorites. Cover easily. They had 300-yard rushers. Um, just a absolute blowout there for I North Oconee. I wonder what North Hall did. They had like a decent win, and then they just—I I, kind of thought maybe they were turning it around, but they beat White County early. Yeah, uh, and they competed with who two weeks ago? Um, while you look that up, Madison County thirty-nine, Chesapeake eight. Red Raider quarterback Camden Smith rushed twelve times for one hundred thirty-nine yards and three touchdowns in the win. He was also eight for eleven passing for one hundred forty-six yards and another touchdown. Tell us about North Hall song. Let's see. What we got? They beat Cherokee Bluff. That that was the win that I was thinking about. To twelve. Um, so I kind of thought they were on like the the comeback train, but apparently not so much. This this region's just so confusing. It's hard. Like Madison County picked up the win over Chesapeake. That was one they had to win because they lost to Cherokee Bluff. But yeah, that that's puzzling with North Hall. It also is fair to say that North Oconee is maybe the best team in the state. The classification, 5-0. So who, who's ahead of them? Good question. Go ahead and find it. I'll it's, move to AAA. <laughs> this is a speed round song. Gilmer, 45. West Hall, 3. Gilmer's 48-minute man. Hunter Watkins rushed for 177 yards and three touchdowns and recorded seven tackles in Gilmer's 42-point win. Gilmer going up in the potluck Football 
good old boys, Mountain Conference Division classification, TM, 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 copyright, 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 which we will talk about at the end of the speed speed slot here. Uh, what you got? Cedar Tail. Ooh. Fresh off of those free tickets from Cedar Nick Tail. Chubb. They're number one. <laughs> We'll see. Hart County, 49. Franklin County, 3. Sorry, Tater. <laughs> I bet his escort service was bumping that night, though. Wesley in 28. Lumpkin County, 14. No more panning. Lumpkin County loses its first game in the 22 season as a 19-point favorite. The gold rush may be over. The gold rush is over. Folks are, are moving Pack on. They're packing up the wagons. Or, yeah, on, the, <laughs> on the horses on down the road. Is Delonica a ghost town? It might be. It might be one of them old western looking towns uh Hebron 35 Oconee County 28 Hebron never trailed in this one Gavin Hall had another really good game 28 carries 227 yards three touchdowns yeah this was the one of the shockers I mean obviously we both saw Hebron play when they came to Commerce so I wasn't really surprised when they beat Oconee but statewide this was like the shocker for everybody across the state because Oconee County was fifth ranked um, but they, they saw what Hebron could do. Hall now has 1,313 yards through just six games. So he's averaging over 200 yards a game. Um, he's ranked second in the state in total rushing. Who's ahead of him? I was just about to say, like, he's got to be first in the state. Let's get back into the archives here. Check it out, Song. Uh, number nine, Stevens County, 27. Monroe area, 24. So Stevens County, just uh, they're showing up. They're, they're uh, I'm standing by my my comments made earlier in the season. Still for now, that was a big game in eight triple A. Uh, Stevens County's kicker Colton Bartness. Shout out to the name Colton. Yeah, uh, kicked three field goals, including a game winning twenty yard field goal with one second left. Uh, running back, what do you think it's J- Javen? Javen. That's what we've settled on. That's how it's pronounced on the. Fifth quarter show or whatever. We've set it on Javen Gordon. Rushed 28 times for 156 yards and caught four passes for 50 yards and a touchdown. They would know uh, on the fifth quarter show, the scoreboard show. Monroe area must be the best 2-4 and four team in the state, Tom. Yeah, I think so. It's an unfortunate. Nobody uh, wants that title. Well, it's also – somebody's got to miss the playoffs in that yeah. region, and that is crazy. We'll talk about that later. But I did find so this is this is from before last week's games. Mm-hmm. So this is last Friday's leaderboard. Um, the running back from Temple, his name is Cam Bone. That's right. He's in our classification. Mm-hmm. I forgot about him. He's number one. Mm-hmm. And Gavin Hall number two. Uh, rounding out Triple A, Dawson County thirty-one, White County zero. Thrashed them. I heard it was a lot of short fields again that doomed White County. In Double A, East Jackson fifty-five, Banks County twenty-four. The Eagles uh, surprised many folks, including us, um, somewhat. Banks County pulled within two points late in the first half, but East Jackson finished out strong, uh, scored thirty-five more points to Banks six more points. Uh, Gary Maddox rushed for five touchdowns as the Eagles upset the 11-point favorite Leopards. I have a theory. Is it the give-up theory that I mentioned? Well, I think there's a numerical value you can assign. I think Banks County, when they play Commerce, no matter what, they harness all of the energy they have, and it, it, it could be described as a plus 14 
for Dykes County. Mm. But they have, it's like a, it's like some sort of deal with the devil. They have to sell 14 points from the next the week. The next week? They have, so they're minus 14 in the week after Commerce. <laughs> so they, that's why they played so bad against East Jackson is they were on their down week. Could be. We'll see. Yeah, I think I think losing that one puts them in trouble in that region. Yeah. Went from riding high to I don't know. I don't know. Not having any I, wheels. I, I, I don't know about the future there. I know that their linebacker uh, Cooper. Yeah, Cam Cooper is mm-hmm. that it? Yeah, I think he's out for the year. So that so that's part of it too. We'll we'll see about that. Uh, East Jackson, great win though for them. Uh, single A D two Lincoln County and Aquinas they moved to October fourteenth. Quick trigger to cancel that one. Uh, Green County twenty three Towns County six uh, in a in a battle of former foes for the Tigers. And Washington Wilkes forty five Warren County fourteen. Uh, moving right into Class A D one the top ten. Number ten you got St Francis they were defeated. By the number three team in single A D two Bowden, that score was twenty three to eighteen. Big win for Bowden's home. Yeah, I still like them to win that class this year. Number nine, Elbert County, thirty six to seven winners over Mount Vernon. Quan Moss has another hundred plus yard rushing night, um, nine hundred eighty yards rushing on the year. Marcus Bonds goes nine for eleven passing, hundred twenty one yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, and Bonds is just a sophomore. They've got two other pieces of the puzzle on offense too. Maybe a change of pace back and a wide receiver that are also sophomores. So Elbert's young and good. Number eight is Darlington, thirty-eight to seven winners over Coosa. Number seven Whitfield Academy, twenty-four to seven winners at Brookstone. Number six Irwin County versus number two Swainsboro did not play. Yeah, that's a tough one for all high school football fans because that, that was, was built to be a marquee matchup. That one was canceled due to Hurricane Ian and the potential effects that was going to have there. Um, number five, Brooks County versus Pike Liberal Arts, Alabama. Unfortunately, not played. Would have yeah, loved to have seen that. That would have been a new record book probably for most points scored by one team. <laughs> number four, uh, Blackley County, 45-14 to 14 winners over Westfield School, whatever that is. Number three, Raven County, 21-16 to 16 over Fellowship Christian. Pretty good result from Fellowship Christian, I feel like. Yeah, this was more a, than I thought. It was a scare for Raven County, similar to the Stevens County game. Uh, Fellowship trailed twenty-six to sixteen late and drove all the way down to the Raven forty-two before being intercepted late to seal the game. <coughs> Twenty-one to sixteen. Twenty-one to sixteen final there. Number one, Prince Avenue, forty-seven. <coughs> to 14 winners over top 10 AAA Mary Persons. Yeah, that was a bit of a shock, too. I saw the Mary Persons buses when I was going uh, from Monticello towards Forsyth to cut back over to 75, and they looked like they were taking a crowd. Just wasn't enough. Elsewhere in our region, that's region 8A, D1, Athens Christian, 47-7 winners over Loganville Christian. Now, let's talk about our Week 6 Mountain League power rankings. What you got, Sam? So, would this be Week 7? I know we, seven. Got, we got the weeks confused last week. We're doing it again. <laughs> week 7 Mountain League power rankings. Your top two stay the same after two close victories. Raven County 6-0 and beat Fellowship Christian in a close one. Stevens County 5-1. and That lone loss to Raven still haunts them. But they beat the Purple Hurricanes of Monroe 
27 to 24 in a thriller. Now, this is where we get some change. Mm. Gilmer, the Bobcats, led by Coach Paul Standard of St. Pius fame, has jumped into the top three. They were previously ranked number five, and they destroyed West Hall 45-3 to last week. They improved to 5-1 and one on the season, and they take the driver's seat for Region 7 AAA. Dawson County, though, you can't forget about them. They're in that same region. They're sitting at 4-2 and two and 2-0. Two and oh, defeated White County in a really embarrassing way for the Warriors. 31 to nothing there. Lumpkin County, who briefly was in the top three, fell to five after a 28-14 loss to Wesleyan. You can't count out the Wolves. They may not be the David Andrew Wolves of old, but you can't count them out. They're going to have something to say about that region. Lumpkin falls to five and one. Union jumps all the way up six didn't in an off play. week. Didn't even play. Big, big win there for the Panthers, four and one on the year. Uh, number seven, the Apple Knockers fell. Knocked at, on down. They, they got knocked out of the top six. Knock them. By that really tough loss to Jackson County, 38 to 13. Banks County. Only uh, actually improves a spot just by losing to East Jackson 55 to 24. The folks in White County are not going to be happy with you, son. They, they got to show me something. They got to show me something. If they want to move up in the rankings, they got to show me. Uh, we did play Missouri last week. <laughs> number nine, White County Warriors dropped from number seven after that 31 to nothing defeat. They're sitting at two and three on the season. Fannin was off, raised a ranking to number 10. North Hall fell after being humiliated by North Oconee, 70-7 there at 11. Pickens off at 12. Towns remains the same at 13 after a loss to Greene County. Beautiful. Beautiful. The good old boys, Mountain League power rankings. Keeping you up to date on our made-up. Region. I kind of want to fashion seven triple A is electric. It it's really one of the so seven and eight triple A between electric. the two. There may not be two better. That's regions the best thing we'll cover. State. That's the best thing we'll cover this year. Love it. Uh, I'm I'm thinking that I should fashion a trophy. I should whittle a trophy. <laughs> Send it somebody. Yeah, like whoever wins the Mountain League power rankings gets a trophy, and I can mail it to them anonymously. You're going to be the new Lewis Sanders. I could do it. Yeah, you're going to show up with a clock, and everybody's going to be like, who is this guy? <laughs> we don't know you. All right. Any uh, any final thoughts on week seven before we move forward to week eight? Nope. Let's get right into it. Week eight preview around our area here in our neck of the woods. In 7A, number one, Buford is off. But we can talk about their region outlook. Right now, the standings in that region. Number one, Buford, 6-0, 1-0 in the region. Number three, Mill Creek, 6-0, 1-0 in the region. Mountain View's 4-2, but they're 1-0 in the region. Central Gwinnett, Collinsville, Decula, um, all 0-1. Central Gwinnett is 5-1 overall, though. Looks like Collinsville and Decula may be in in the cellar there. Yeah, and that's surprising because Collins Hill won state in the highest classification last year. I know they lost a lot, but you wouldn't expect that, and you certainly wouldn't expect Central Gwinnett to be sitting at 5-1 and one either. Buford Mill Creek. A, a, I think I sa- I'm saying this word right. A 
titular matchup. Titular? At, at the next week. Is that next week? That's next week, 10-14. Where's Milker that at? At Buford. Man, what are they like? Well, we looked at that earlier. As the crow flies, they're like five miles apart. Or Not something. very far at all. Good one. Um, down in 6A, the Red Leghorns are going to take a break. They're off. The Apple Knockers are off. Our back-to-back made-up uh, mascots that we call them here. <laughs> They're off. Except the the apple knockers. That was the real thing. That was the real thing. The leghorns are, are made up, but they should be. I'm glad you brought that up because we use those so often. I feel like we need to explain that every once in a while. Yeah, if, if, for most people that just started listening this year, they're probably like, why do they always call Gainesville the leghorns? Uh, good stuff. Um, Jackson County at Shiloh. That game is going on right now. What you got, Song? Last score I saw was a halftime score of thirty-five to seven, Shiloh leading oh, Jackson no. County. No, Jackson County, you can't uh, lose that one. This was a huge one for them. I mean, you look uh, at the standings in this region. You got number five ranked Gainesville. They're going to win. They, they're number one. North Forsyth, who is two and second. Yep, and then you got. Five teams. Jackson County was in a good spot, man. They were. They were two and one going in this game. All they had to do was take care of business against Shiloh because realistically, Habersham and Appalachia were out. So you had Jackson County, Lanier, and Shiloh fighting for two playoff spots. And this is going to put Jackson County a leg down. So it'll be in a must win situation against Lanier. Right. And, And that game, I don't have. The date, I'm thinking it might be next week, but I'm going to check real quick. Check it out, son. I'll keep it I'll keep it rolling here down to 5A. Clark Central taking on Loganville. That game is also tonight. It has gone final. Okay, final. We got a final here on the Potluck Podcast. Loganville escapes an upset. What? 28 came back? to 22. They came back and won. The band played Nick. They did. They, they rallied the troops. Uh, Loganville was down 13 to nothing, maybe, at one point in this game. Uh, you go into Athens sometimes there at mm. Billy Henderson Stadium, and Clark Central gets up. There are a lot that sometimes they can be like Washington Wilkes, and they can come up out and they down. can have a bad game, and then they can have a great game. Wow, Clark Central 1 and 5, 0 oh and 2 in the region. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, what'd you find about Jackson County when they play in Lanier? Lanier is in two weeks. They're actually off next week, and then so that's probably the second last game of the year. Yeah, they'll play, they'll finish with Gainesville. Big one. Um, continuing in five A, Flower Branch at Wanderbara, Double G Dogs, two of the three teams fighting for the last playoff spot in eight five A. Number nine Jefferson is off this week and some super tragic news um i'm sure that everybody has seen by now but elijah dewitt um standout jefferson wideout was shot and killed um in sugarloaf mills last night in that area outside of dave and busters uh, that's being investigated as a homicide a homicide and um subject is in custody as an as an update today but just an absolutely terrible Tragic story. Uh, thoughts and prayers obviously go out to that community and especially his family and, and friends on the you know football team and, and all that. Yeah, this one's been bothering me all day. Um, ever since I heard the news, it, it just doesn't make sense. 
why something like this would have to happen. Yeah, the tough news. Um, we almost led the show with it, but we just didn't know. Honestly, we didn't know like how to Handle transition it. like out of this, and there's not like a good way to do it because it's just like it's just such a really really tragic thing and really sad to even mention. A um, really bright young man has died. Yeah, you know, very tough, very tough to mention uh, and to come into think about but you know prayers are, are with that that community and especially his family right now and over the next, the next you know well forever but over the next few days and weeks especially as they right. close out the football season and all the stuff that goes along with with that um and jefferson has a week to sit back and and digest it but it, it'll take those young men years like, I can't imagine if some, Ever, one of maybe, us... you know, I mean, you never get over something like that. Yeah, like, it would have it would have changed our lives if one right. of our friends would have... Right. This would have happened to them. Uh, yeah, and, the, you know, it, it would have been really, really hard to come out and play tonight, if you're listening on Friday, you know, tomorrow night, whatever. Yeah. It would have been hard to play just a couple of days later. So, it is, it, in some ways, it is good that they have the bye week, yeah. you know. Um. Yeah, no good way to transition uh, out of that. But eight five a the that region standings. Uh, you do got Loganville. So Loganville and Jefferson seem like the top two teams that are going to battle it out. Yeah, and that's the game that Jefferson comes back with. That's uh, two weeks from now. Number six, Loganville will go uh, up one twenty nine, or probably up Highway eleven to Jefferson and and play at Memorial Stadium. Then you have. That will be an emotional night. It will be really emotional. Uh, it remi- You remember how emotional it was when Commerce played Jefferson after Chip McCord mm-hmm. passed? It'll be a similar scene. Um, you got several teams in this region vying for those last two spots. East Side's a really good team. Clark Central showing tonight that they can play with anybody in this region. Winder Barrow and Flowery Branch both want to be in the playoffs too. So you got four teams really kind of can look and see that Heritage Conyers probably won't make the playoffs. But that week, that game between Flowery Branch and Winder will eliminate one of those teams. And then at the end of the season, you got Clark Central and Winder Barrow because. Clark Central beat Flowery Branch 17-7 last week. So you have the remaining game between those three teams at the end of the season between Clark Central and Winderboro um, to figure out who's going to go to the playoffs. Clark's 2-5. and five. they 2-5? 2-5, yeah. After, after, after tonight. tonight. I think I said 1-5 and five earlier, so that was wrong. But 2-5, and five, correction, Mike Culpa. Um, 4A. Let's move down to 4A. Madison County, Sons Boys <laughs> at North Hall. Uh, Madison County does lead the series 10 to 4, which is a little surprising. I guess North Hall has come on strong a little bit lately. Yeah. North Hall won the last game in 2015, 56 to 28. Yeah, this is a pick 'em. This is a straight up game. Uh, neither team is favored. This is a must win game for Madison County. Got if, to. If they want to make the playoffs, they've got an uphill battle because they lost to Cherokee Bluff. We kind of knew they were going to lose to North Oconee, but losing Shouldn't have lost Cherokee Bluff is a nineteen twenty loss. You know, 
and uh, they really shot themselves in the foot with that loss. So we'll see if they beat North Hall, they'll they'll put themselves kind of in a position to make a move. North Oconee at Cedar Shoals. Got a feeling that one's going to be a bloodbath. Eight four A. Let's look at the region outlook. North Oconee is five and zero, three and zero in the region. That's the driver's seat there. Cedar Shoals actually three and three and three and one. The battle. This this region is going to be. A bloodbath, an absolute battle for those last yeah. three spots. Oconee's gonna, or North Oconee's gonna win this region. The re, the other three spots could go any 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 to any team of Cedar Shoals, East Forsyth, Walnut Grove, Cherokee Bluff, North Hall, Madison County, or really even Chesterton. I think you count Chesterton and East Hall out. You think you you think you, so they're out, but that's five teams vying for for three, three spots. spots that are nearly the same. Yeah. I mean, like, really, really close games are going to happen that are going to determine playoff seeds. Yeah, it's going to be a tough end of the season. You got a big game this week with Madison County and North Hall. We're focusing on Madison County here because they're the team. We're in Madison. We're actively in Madison County. Right now. We are inside of it. And then the game that has haunted the Red Raiders since that magical 2018 run to the Elite Eight. Or, uh, not Converse. Cedar Cedar Shoals at Madison County. Next week, so two oh, huge oh, oh, games oh, 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 for the Red Raiders. Oh, oh, oh. We'll see how Cedar Shoals does uh, Friday night. Down in AAA, Gilmer and Lumpkin, the boys. Mountain <laughs> League game of the week. Gilmer leads the series twenty-five to uh, ten and three. Lumpkin won in 2021, 32-30. Both teams have had their most successful season since 2014. Uncle Son, who you got? Gilmer's a two-point favorite. I got Gilmer. I've seen him play. I have not seen Lumpkin play. But based on the results thus far, I like Gilmer, and they seem to be getting better each week. Last week's loss for Lumpkin County probably took some wind out of the sails. I have a feeling that their season was very emotional Uh-oh. thus far. Might spiral? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. I hope not. Mate, yeah, could happen. Uh, Hart County and Oconee County. Oconee County is a nine-point favorite. Hart County leads the series 16-5. to five. Oconee last, uh, has won the last two meetings by a combined score of 75-20. to 20. Does that trend continue? I think that Hart might have Oconee's number here. Hart is sneaking under the radar at four and two. Um, it seems like Hart's always just sneaking around over, they there, over there on the border. Well, Playing some South Carolina <laughs> teams, just sneaking around. Then all of a sudden they get the eight AAA and they just beat people well, left and right. They're going to have to beat one of these teams. And I think that Oconee may be wounded enough after losing to Hebron to to get upset in Hartwell. Um, Ryan Dennis, actually, editor of Sports Center at the Athens Bear Herald, picked that. This week, he picks Hart County to upset the Warriors. Hope you don't live in Oconee County. I know. Go run him out of there. Uh, Franklin County. Stevens County. Huge. Stevens County, 44-point favorite. Probably not enough. Um, White County and Wesleyan. So, a must-win for White County to stay in playoff contention. Wesleyan is favored by one. Yeah, I think Wesleyan wins by more than that. Seven AAA region outlook. So right now the standings are Gilmer two and O, Dawson two and O, Lumpkin one and one, Wesleyan one and one, White County zero and one, Pickens zero and one, West Hall zero and two. I think we can count out Pickens and West Hall. Mm-hmm. So you got Dawson, 
you really Gilmer, Dawson, Lumpkin. I think all three of those are solid. Then you probably got Wesleyan and White, and that'll Ryan be decided this seed. week. Yeah, um, that game between. So you got the game to, to Friday night between Lumpkin and Gilmer. That's going to be big. Then Dawson and Wesleyan because Wesleyan could upset Dawson. Um, oh yeah, and then you've got Dawson hosting Gilmer on. Uh, the 21st. That'll be a big game. Those are the ones to mark if you're a 7 AAA fan. If you're an 8 AAA fan, this is a really, really strong reading. Uh, again, this year, probably the, maybe the strongest in the state, you know, pound for pound by classification. Right now, as things stand, Hebron Christian is 1-0 in the region. Stevens County is 1-0 in the region. Hart County is 1-0 in the region. Oconee County is 0-1. Monroe area is 0-1. Franklin County is 0-1. Franklin County's out, no doubt. Yeah. But Hebron, Stevens, Hart, Oconee, and Monroe realistically could all still win that region. Yes. They're uh, all good enough. Every game now matters except all the games that include Franklin County. Like, th- those right. those games. Those are wins. Those are wins. Franklin finishes 0-10 this year. Right. So, Hart basically is <laughs> – for all intents and purposes, their one and zero isn't isn't quite as strong as Hebron's and Stevens. Right, because they Hebron's and Hebron and Stevens is basically locked a playoff position in. Right. Um, now, that's why Hart and you know, Oconee is really such a huge game for both. Right, and I, I guess I, if, I, if Hart wins that game, they're pretty much locked into a playoff position. If Oconee, they're in a tough spot. Yeah, and I, I look at Monroe. And I see a re- like like we said that was that looked sounded like a witch's laugh. <laughs> see the spooky out here, spooky uh, season. I look like we said earlier. Monroe's the the best, the strongest two and four team in the state, probably regardless of classification. So I want to say that Monroe makes it. So you're choosing between Hart and Oconee, and that's decided tomorrow night. So. I mean, it can't. You can't have a better, more exciting time to be a high school football fan right now. Eight AAA, especially that. That's that region is going to be fun to keep up with. In Double A, Athens Academy twenty-eight point favorite versus Providence Christian, Banks County versus Union County. This one could be for the playoffs. Yeah, this one could be for the playoffs. Uh, uh, Union is a four-point favorite in Homer, and I think they win. I think the Panthers Man. just put. The nail in the coffin for the Leopards oh. and knock them out of playoff contingent. The only thing that could happen is Union Banks could beat Union and Union could beat East Jackson, and then you'd have a three way tie. And there'd have to be some sort of tiebreaker. They gotta go flip a coin. At Waffle House or something. I think if you I think if you let's see, you probably gotta go flip it somewhere in Cleveland, don't you? Yeah. Just meet in the middle. Yeah, that's in the middle, right? Right at the courthouse. Yeah, right you just gotta get right in the square there and just Throw, throw some coins, you know. Uh, East Jackson is taking on Fellowship Christian. Fellowship Christian is probably going to win this region. I, I kind of forgot about them being good, I guess. Yeah. I, I, they went on my radar. But them, they're probably going to win this region. Uh, East Jackson win would drastically increase the chances of home field advantage for the Eagles in the playoffs, though. Yeah. Uh, I, they're a 16-point favorite is Fellowship Christian. I think they'll beat East by more than that. Um, but the big game is going to be between Fellowship Christian and Athens Academy. That'll probably be your region championship. Last game of the year. Uh, no, that the last game of the year is Athens Academy East Jackson. 
Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But They're next, next week, week. Next week. Adams Academy Fellowship. You'll pretty much know who wins this region. Uh, right now, the standings. East Jackson's one and zero, and Banks is zero and one. So they're they're just now starting full region this mm-hmm. week. Um, but again, that region: East Jackson, Athens Academy, Union County, Fellowship Christian, Providence Christian, Banks County. So very much up in the air for eight double A. Down in eight, uh, or well, yeah, is it, are they still eight single A D two? Yeah, eight mm-hmm. single A D two. Towns County taking on Aquinas. Um, shout out to Aquinas. Uh, that's for the listeners last week. Was that last week when we talked about Aquinas? Mm-hmm. Oh, good times. Did you ever see that noise? It sounded like a burp. Uh, did you ever figure anything out about Thomas Aquinas? Is it named after him? Yeah, what was I just pronouncing it as? Aquinas? I don't know. Uh, Thomas Aquinas. Uh, no, I mean, he's, you know, he's a theologian, early church guy, Italian, Roman. I, I don't know. But other than, I never read. You know, I don't, I don't. I don't think I've ever read his literature or anything. I just know who I know who he is. Yeah. I just don't know if the if the school is named after him. I'm sure it has to be. I'm going to look at you. Right you, now. you find that for a us. I'll talk about. Asked uh, me this week. I'll talk about this one. Did somebody ask you? Yeah. If we found out if that's who it was named after, yeah. <laughs> it has to be right. Um, Washington Wilkes in Lincoln County. While we look up, is it, is it named after Thomas Aquinas? Uh, these fierce rivals have played every season since 1970. Lincoln County leads the series 34 to 20. Washington Wilkes has won the last two meetings in one score games. This one is at Washington Wilkes, and they are seven point favorites. I think they win. I think they cover. Yeah, I do too. I did, I wasn't too impressed by Lincoln. I was all. Uh, they don't have a whole lot of offense this season. I wasn't either, and it sounds like Washington Wilkes is really good. Yeah. Uh, you find it? The Wikipedia page lended no help. I did find out that their yearbook is called the Aquanian, and they're Irish Catholic, uh, which is not surprising. Aquinas is a 38-point favorite against Towns County. That's not enough. Um, the Aquan- they're, Irish- they're an Irish Catholic? What, what, what does that mean? Well, like... I think, I think their their uh, mascot. It's not mascot, but their little symbol, their logo is a is a four leaf clover. And I'd always seen that. And I think there's a Fighting Irish. Are they not? I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't know about this school. We're about to learn. Get on. So there, 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 there definitely is a. Yeah, I don't know. I guess you you tell me. I mean, they're founded in 1957. Is it? Course, um, I think that's too early, though. No, that's when that's when it. You know, I don't know. Maybe a look. Uh, maybe a, maybe that's suspect. Uh, athletics. You tell me, son. All right. What about the about us here? Should we? How about the school history? That looks like a good place where you can find some information. Yeah, that that sounds promising. They merged the Boys Catholic High School and Mount St. Joseph's Academy. Oh, we Commerce used to play boys. They played boys once. Um, they are the Fighting Irish. That is their nickname. Oh, I see their I see their crest. Yeah, they're the Fighting Irish. They must have been pumped when the Queen died. <laughs> if they're true Irish Catholic. <laughs> um. Doing a, doing a jig. Yeah, they were doing the little... They got the Notre Dame guy going. 
Um, let's see. What do we got? What else can we find here? I need to. I'm gonna email them. I'm gonna is email your school, them. What is your school named after? I'm gonna email them, and then we'll we'll return to this question in one week. To be continued on the Potluck Podcast. Uh, region eight A D two region. Uh, God. It's hard. I'm uh I I'm thrown off now. I got I got Thomas Aquinas on my on my mind. Uh let me let me see let me see what's going on with that guy. <laughs> did I tell the listeners wrong? I don't think I did. I'm pretty sure he's a theologian. He's Italian the, yeah, yeah, no. I got this right. This guy he's, he if this is a uh accurate depiction, he is monk city. I mean he's got that the hair going. He's got like the <laughs> You know what I mean? The the bald on top with the with the circle with the with the ring around the rosy mm, going on. Classic monk haircut. I need to get me one of those. <laughs> I ain't got enough hair for that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, this is pretty much right. He's got his best known works are the disputed questions on truth. Um, yeah, he's got some other other scriptures and. Uh, commentaries on scriptures, I should say. Uh, lots, lots of body bodies of work here. Um, very, very early Catholic Church guy. Uh, seems like that's that's probably who it's named after. But all right, now that that's off my mind. Eight AD two region outlook. You got the standings: Washington Books one and zero, Green County one and zero, Warren's zero and one, Towns is zero and one, uh, Green County's one and zero. It's kind of like Hart County's one to know. It doesn't mean that much because yeah. they beat Towns. Uh, I think we can safely count out Warren and Towns. Yeah, I think you got your your uh, your four it's gonna playoff be, teams there. I think you got three for sure. Yeah, Lincoln, Washington, Wilkes, and Aquinas. Aquinas. I mean, Aquinas and Washington Wilkes probably battling for for one and two for region. Lincoln's probably solid Firm three. three, and, and then, then you got Green or Warren, right? As four, and I'd say green because they've kind of had their Warren seems like they're really down. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Class A D one top ten. How about this song? Number ten, Social Circle. Wow, taking on the Tigers of Commerce. We'll get to that one later in more detail. Number nine, Elbert County at number seven, Whitfield Academy. The biggest test for Elbert County all year, easily. Whitfield Academy is a two-point favorite. The only top ten matchup this week. Elbert County won the only matchup between the schools in 2020. They won 14 to seven. Whitfield's uh, lone loss came to Raven County a couple weeks ago, 28 to 14. Both teams have averaged scoring over 30 points per game. I like Whitfield's song. Do you? Yes. Wow, they're two-point favorite. I like. At home. I like Whitfield. It's a long drive. You like Elbert, sounds like. I'm high. This is going to be Bills. a pick em here. This has got to go on the pot. Oh, it, it'll be on there. Got to. <laughs> it'll be on there. Number eight, Darlington is a 48-point favorite against Chattooga. Number six, Irwin off. Number five, Brooks is off. They're going to have back-to-back off weeks, kind of. Well, it's been a long time since they've played, played football. a game. Long time. Uh, number four, Bleckley County, 22-point favorites versus Dublin. Number three, Raven County. At St. Francis, where they're 22-point favorites. Number two, Swainsboro, 34-point favorites versus Jefferson County. And number one, Prince Avenue, on the road, 
at Baylor, the Baylor School in Tennessee. Yeah, this is one of those games that was picked by the Georgia High School Daily Football Newsletter as a top ten game in the state, even though that it involves an out-of-state contender. Um, it's a very tough game for Prince Avenue. Baylor, I think, is the top – they're the third best team in Tennessee. They beat the, the number one best team in Tennessee. Gosh, it's that team that beat Calhoun a year or two ago. It starts oh, yeah. with an M. I remember you're talking about. Mick something. But they beat them last week. Uh, and they beat Raven Gap back in the middle of August, 38-21. to 21. So this is a, a really big test. I think Will Muschamp's son actually plays on this team for Baylor. Um, Witt. McCallie. McCallie. That's, that's the name. school on Chattanooga. Chattanooga has some good high school football, seems yeah. like. Yeah, both of those teams are in, in Chattanooga. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere in Region 8A D1, Athens Christian taking on Oglethorpe County. Oglethorpe County's 13-point favorites. Um, standings, Region 8A D1. That'd be us, huh? There's four teams. Really to keep really easy to know who's going to make the playoffs. Yep. Uh, right now, Raven County 6-0, Elbert 6-0, Commerce 4-2, Christian, Athens Christian 2-3. I think... 1-2-3-4. Barring... Right now. A catastrophe. Athens Christian finishes fourth. I agree with that. With the rest of the teams, I think it's a fair toss-up. I think fair is the wrong word. It's a toss-up. If you were to give a, a sign of probability, I think right now I would say Raven County 40%, Elbert County 40%, Commerce 20%. Raven has shown some weakness. Against some good teams, they haven't lost to any of those teams, but they have shown that they're vulnerable. They're definitely vulnerable. They're not unbeatable um, by any means. Um, we'll see about Elbert. I think we'll learn more about Elbert this, this week. week. On I paper, think this is the best team they've played. In my mind, Commerce b- matches up better with Raven than with Elbert. Really. Yeah, because Elbert has more of a ground-dominating team, um, similar to a style like Murphy. Or You're saying they match up better with Elbert. I'm saying Commerce matches better with, with Raven. Because Commerce this year, is I mean, it's not your traditional Commerce team on defense. We have been stronger against the pass than we have – have we played a team that can pass it, pass it, though? That is that is true. Our pa- the passing teams I'm thinking of are Hebron and, and they ran. They both ran for way more yards than they passed You're it You're right. You're right. That was a half-baked idea. I mean, they have good quarterbacks, but their quarterbacks can run. Right. That's like their main. They're not a guy like Stover who, who picks you apart. Yeah, when, when Ra- Raven's going to pass, pass. Yeah. Downfield, well, not only. I mean, not down. They're going to pass all over the field. Yeah, there's not going to be much running going on. True, which is a shame because they've got a good back, Lang Wyndham. Uh, I, uh, I think if I was, yeah, I mean, I'm a little more bullish on Raven winning the region. I think, as far as like, if you're going to put numbers on it, like yeah. percentage wise, I think they're probably the favorite. But I think that Elbert and Commerce are right there, close behind. Yeah. Um, 
but like I said, you know, Raven has shown some weakness. Elbert, best team they're going to play is going to be this week, so we'll learn more about them. Uh, did we wrap that up? Is that the region outlook? That that's it. We are in a really exciting time. This this Friday night's going to be fun to keep up with all the scores. Go out and see you some high school football. The weather's right. Uh, they're going to start serving hot chocolate and coffee. So, you know, you can go, go pay, be a patron at the concession stand. <laughs> Watch the band. Soak it all in. Because uh, you ain't got many more of these left this year. The moments are fleeting. Getting and, away from us. And it's getting to the part of the year where it's the best football. And let's get right into it. Let's talk about commerce and number 10, Social Circle. Uncle Zone. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about the social circle R-words. So, tomorrow night, Converse will travel to social circle, where social circle will host us. Are you going to give the, the <laughs> this is one social circle, or whatever they say. The I'm, I'm not doing that this year. If you That's wanna, straight out of like, you know when you go to those. Um, like a downtown development center. <laughs> Yeah, dude, like a cultural center yeah. where they do like the plays. Yeah. Or maybe a Disney World type theme park <laughs> place where you have these people that don't really want to be there that do like a play and they're, they they kind of give you a, oh, this is one social circle. <laughs> yeah. That is what that story Amateur sounds theater. like. Yeah. Yeah. It, if. You I don't know what we're again. talking about. You should read it again. Go back and listen to the archives. Actually, I'll read it just for you, Dino. <laughs> uh, we're talking about Social Circle High School in Social that Circle. That is one Georgia. Social Circle. <laughs> and we're going to hear the legend of how Social Circle got its name. Uh, brought to you by the Prickett Files. This is straight from the Jeff Prickett uh but it isn't his words. It's not his words. No, it's no. someone else's words. Yeah, but he he just he doesn't make. You can just read just the the, the one. Paragraph. There's more, there's other paragraphs that we could read, but let's just read the one. All right, let me get. I already I got it up. <laughs> but look, well, if <laughs> this you got is it, so fake. There's no way this happened. Tradition says that the community got its name from an incident in which a group of people living in the settlement offered water to a weary traveler. This person's appreciative response was, this certainly is a social circle. No one speaks like that. Mm, good water. This certainly is a social circle. <laughs> 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 you know, that's uh, all, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Porky the pig brings you social circle. Oh, yeah, there's no way that's real. Love it though. Great story. It is a good little chunk of local history. Um, I guess not local to us, but social circle sits. It, it is a unique little city because it sits on. In two counties. It's uh, in Walton County and Newton County. Just slightly in Newton County. But it also sits on a railroad and right off of an interstate. So there's some parallels between Social Circle and Commerce. The zip code down there is 30025. Mm. Interesting tidbit I thought about early earlier in the week. 
um, we've played a lot of schools from a lot of different places. And we haven't played a school yet from the same postal area. So, like, Commerce is, uh, their zip codes are 30529 and 30530. The 305 stands for a postal area, and that's associated with northern northeast Georgia Mm -hmm. or the Gainesville area. Mm -hmm. So, we haven't played a school yet that was in that same area as another school that we played. We played a school from the 296, 289, uh, 300, 308, 305, 312 last week, and now 300 again, which is the Mm -hmm. Gwinnett County area. Um, Social Circle started playing football back in 1932, but they quickly abandoned the idea only to resume the idea again two years later in 1934 and then take a 44-year break and pick it back up in 1978, and they've been playing ever since. That is 44 seasons for you guys out there counting. Social Circle has not been successful largely on the football field. Um, They have a winning percentage of 35.7, overall record of 163 uh, wins to 295 losses and five ties. Arguably, their best season in school history came back in 2005 when they won their one region title, uh, and that was in Region 8A. They actually defeated the Commerce Tigers to win the region that year, 31-21. to How's that that game? Yeah, tough, tough scene. Um, they had a good – They were good, though. They did, and we always talk good about that back, back that they had. Uh, they – that quarterback they had the year before, so 2005, the year before our freshman year, 2006, that quarterback, I think, graduated. They had a different one our freshman year, but that quarterback was really good, too. And they had a good defense. That 2005 social circle team was good. Yeah. Really good. I mean, really probably their best team ever. Um, through that whole decade, though, from 2001 2009, that's nine seasons, I think, not quite a decade – but they made the playoffs every year, and that 2005 year was the only year that they won a, a playoff game. They made it to the second round. I think they actually lost to Bremen, if memory serves correct. Uh, then they moved up to Double A in 2012, from to from 2012 to 2019, and this was almost a decade of darkness for Social Circle. 16 and 65 in eight seasons in double-A. Then, new life was breathed into the program. They got bumped back down into Class A public uh, in 2020, 2021, in the same region as Commerce, and they got a new coach, and his name was Rob Patton, and he's done pretty well at at Social Circle. Um, They're in a new region this year with the reclassification. They're in 5A D1. Uh, still in our classification, but not in our region. Um, Rob Patton has won twelve or fifteen games and just twelve losses, so a good twenty percentage points better winning percentage at fifty five point six than Social Circle's overall winning percentage of thirty five point seven. Um, one of Social Circle's main problems is they have not had consistency. At the in the coaching staff, uh, Coach Patton is the seventh. 
coach at Social Circle since 2000. Um, not, not a recipe for success. But in 2022, they have been quite successful. Um, the opening week, August 19th, they lost versus Morgan County at home 42 to 18. But since then, they haven't looked back. Beat East Jackson the next week 25 to nothing. Beat Walnut, or uh, not Walnut Grove, George Walton um, 17 to 10. Then beat Loganville Christian. 49 to 13 and after those results I was like well social circles better but maybe they're not as good as they were like they're a good team but maybe they're not as good as they were last year and then on September 23rd they hosted 8th ranked Lamar County and beat them 39 to 7 and this is their first program win versus a ranked opponent so they'd never beaten a ranked opponent um, and it catapulted them into the rankings. St. Francis fell out last week, and Social Circle snuck in. They're ranked number 10. Uh, this is just their second time being ranked in school history. First time um, since was in uh, 2006. Mm-hmm. So these guys. You remember remember when they were ranked in 2006? Was it when they played us? They were 5-1, and one, and they played Commerce. Uh, that was a close game. 24-20. And then the next year was a close game. It was thirty six to thirty five. They arguably two thousand five. They were probably better that year than in six, but they were almost as good in six. And the thing about in two thousand six was I remember they they started better than they did the year before. Mm-hmm. Like they had beaten. Uh, I guess I don't know if they, they might have been Monticello at this point. They would have been. So they beat them. They beat a, like a, maybe a private school, then they beat like another big school, and then I think they lost to a really really good team, but it was like a decent game, and then um, they may have played a region team, and then they played us. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna pull it up. And I remember that game being big because we had the same record. We were five and one. We had only lost to Calhoun, so we social and us had only lost to really good teams. Mm-hmm. And I remember that being like a big game. Yeah. Social was social was very much and talking a lot that week. I so remember. it's it's your recall is impeccable. Uh, week one they beat Monticello thirty five to nineteen, and that was when Monticello was good, good. Yeah, like when they were like you know one of the one of the better teams down there. Guess who the head coach was at Monticello? Doug Huff. What really? Yes. Really, I didn't know Former that. Former defensive coordinator. Doug Huff there. Uh, unless it's a different Doug Huff, and I, I doubt. No, it. I bet it's the same one. I think he's, you know, he's been active in that area. Um, the next week, they went on the road and beat Monroe area, twenty-four yes. to ten, which would have been an upset. Yes. Uh, Fellowship Christian defeated them, uh, thirty-one to seven. There's your private school. Beat Whitfield Academy, um, twenty-one to fourteen in the overtime game. Whitfield. So this is when social snuck into the rankings. So they were ranked 10th. And then they lost to Elka, 22-12. to 12. So they probably weren't ranked when they played Commerce. But right. they had just been ranked. They had just been ranked. And then they beat Mount Pisgah, 14-11. Dropped a game to us, dropped a game to Jefferson, dropped they got a game in the region. to That region that year was an absolute buzzsaw. Yeah. Prince Avenue was the only give-me game, which you say that now, and you're like, What? That but, was when they were just kind of 
They were, this was their football. first year yeah. in region, and uh, Social beat them fifty-one to eighteen, and then lost to Landmark Christian in the first round of the playoffs. Two teams that year, Final Four. Yeah, and Jefferson was good. Great year for AA. Um, I remember that. Yeah, but no, the the where we came from <laughs> was that they were good that year, and that was the last time they were ranked, and they're ranked this year. Yeah. Really, this this year is the best that Social Circle has been since then. That's why we talk about it so much. Um, they've scored a whopping 29.6 points per game and only allowed 14.4. So basically doubling everybody up on average. Um, the Commerce Social Circle history has been largely one-sided. Uh, 19 meetings between the two schools. The first meeting came in 1986. It's a region play-in game. This was another great social circle team, 1986. Commerce won at home 14 to nothing. The last meeting was last year in a region mm, game. Tough. And it was a really tough scene for Tiger fans. Frustrating game. We lost 28-19 to to social circle at Tiger Field for the first time ever. And really, if you examine Social Circle's program since then, it was like they lost something in that game. They lost a little weight because they are 6-2 and two since beating Commerce in 2021. Uh, the average game with uh, Social Circle and Commerce has turned out to be a Commerce victory of almost 33 points to 18 points. So, Commerce basically wins on average by two scores. Uh, talking about key players, if you went to the game last year. A lot of them are still there. A lot of them are still there. Logan Cross, returning quarterback. He's a senior this year, number three. Had a really good year thus far. Mm. Nearly 70% of his passes are completed. Mm-hmm. Uh, 906 yards passing. See, I think I, I think Social is going to be like the your test. That's going to be your Raven. Yeah. Social is going to be, gonna be Raven. Uh, a light, probably light version. Yeah. But not too light. No. Half and half. <laughs> Sweet tea. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, not not Diet Coke, but Coke Zero. Coke Zero. Somewhere Coke in the Zero middle. Raven. Then Diesel might be Raven. <laughs> uh, 12 touchdowns just to one interception. So, really, where Commerce has, has been advantageous in the secondary is making interceptions. and And it looks like Cross avoids those. Mm. Uh, their best running back or most active running back is junior Cam Durden, number two, 43 carries for 278 yards and one touchdown. No relation to, to Tyler Durden that we know of? Not that we know of. Uh, senior wide receiver Mason Moore, Tiger fans will remember him as the one who stole the ball and ran it for a touchdown. 25 receptions, 347 yards receiving and five touchdowns. Sophomore wide receiver Jude Nelson, number eight, adds 20 receptions, 286 yards, and three touchdowns, kind of a wide receiver two there for social circle. Defensively, uh, you have three main players leading the team in tackles. All of them look to be linebackers. I wasn't quite sure. Didn't get to watch a lot of film this week um, to see where they lined up, but look to be linebackers by their size. Brian Ross, senior, 52-41 tackles. Uh, linebacker Grayson Jenkins, <laughs> number 30, 38 tackles. And then Mickey Butts, number four, you think that's 25 it? tackles. Mickey? 
They nope. think it's Makai Butts. Makai Butts. You think it's Makai Butts? Makai Butts. Mickey. I said it wrong. You think it's Makai? I think it's whatever you said. Probably. Mickey. Mickey or Makai? Or back, back I think it could be either either one. That's a tough one. It is a tough it's one. It's definitely Butts, though. Well, at least they'll be at home. They won't get it wrong. His name. They won't get it wrong. Um, their defense has been opportunistic. Do you know what we didn't? Hang on one second. Time out. You know what we didn't mention? Did we mention about the announcer at Homer? Oh no, we didn't. Calling Tyshawn Wiggins Tyson the whole game. Well, that. But what was even more egregious is they said uh, when they were doing the starting lineups, they called Jonathan Orozco Jonathan Roscaro. Yeah. He was a he was a, he was a peach. He was he was struggling and didn't even know it. Um, Tyson Wiggins, T Y S E A N, Tyson. It was bad. It was bad. I can relate a little bit. Oh, I can. I can definitely relate. Listen, I'm not. I'm. I'm more laughing with him. Yeah, than laughing at him. It's like I see your pain. Well, I don't know. I don't think I'd ever get T Y S E A N. I don't think I'd ever say Tyson. Tyson. I don't. I don't think I would ever do that. Oh, I've done some dumb ones. Dumb ones before. Uh, to round out their defense, they have been opportunistic, um, forcing five fumbles and five interceptions. Uh, Commerce is going to have a high, a high task here, but I, I really do feel like we can win this game. Uh, we got to play sound football. We got to tackle well. Too many times this year, we've seen guys streaking down for another ten yards because we didn't tackle them at the line of scrimmage. Um, we got to control the ball on offense and score when we get in the red zone. Uh, I think at times last year we struggled with that. Um, we got to create some opportunities uh, for turnovers. I think if Raven or if uh, Social puts the ball in the air, maybe we come down with one of them. That that would be beneficial for the Tigers, and then mainly, the biggest thing we got to clean up is covering on kickoffs because in tight games like this, mm. which every game we've played in has been tight, mm. but when you're playing a team where you got to play your best game, field position is crucial. It yeah, it's yeah. the underlying statistic behind so many losses, especially against a good offense that probably wants to move fast. Mm-hmm. You make them go 90 yards or 80 yards, and a team that goes fast bogs down about the 40. Or they get, if they, or if you go – the thing about going fast and throwing a lot is if you go three and out, it's like if you – you know, if you're it's on – It's really the, in your favor then. If you're on the 20 or, or you're on 20 or on 10, you punt it away. Then the other team's got it at the 50. Right. And then if you can, can put together a drive like we want to do – you know, eight plays from there mm-hmm. and score. Do the same again. All of a sudden, they get three and out again. Same thing. Right. Then you're all of a sudden their defense has been on the field for for ninety percent of the game. game, and they're like, wait a minute. That's kind of what you want to win um, if you can, which we haven't been winning that that field position battle the past two games. Yeah. Um. Social's good. They they're, are. They're, they are a good team. It's going to be a big test for Commerce. I think uh, social is favored by eight points at home. They're the home favorite. Um, I, I'm curious to see what our what our uh, game plan is on defense. Yeah, I think on offense is pretty 
we're not going to change our offensive game plan very much, no matter who we're playing. Right. Defensively, you can do some different things with what Social's going to throw at you, I think. I think we come out in defense that we came out with against Southside and Hebron. We're going to be in that 4-2-5 with Mullis at the like a star where we can walk him up and play 4-3 and run cover two. Um, I, I would suspect that that's the defense that we play. And then if you get in a goal line situation or a short yardage situation, you walk up Cole Hill and put him at – you know, a line, a down lineman, and then you got a fifty look with two backers. You think we bring heat? We Quite a bit, or do we heat. do we drop? See, we haven't played a team that's going to really, really throw the ball though. I wonder if that's going to change anything. I think with our personnel, we because their quarterback heat. ain't running out of the pocket. I don't think very much. I don't think so either. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of screens, a lot of slants. Curls, quick passes, and a stop and go. Quick routes. Uh, I think you'll see some draws. It'll be. I honestly think the game will be called just like it was last year, from social circle. Yeah, because that why worked. Wouldn't they? Why uh, wouldn't they? It's the same coaching staff versus the same coaching staff. So, really, the burden is on Commerce to make an adjustment. Um, I do like Commerce in this game because I like our players. I, I like Commerce, and I like the players. I, I, I think that if we – we're getting to the point of the year where, like, we've limited the turnovers. That was a that was a concern earlier. We have largely stopped turning the ball over. Um, we've put together some really physical drives. We have improved as a team, and I think that we can take a real big step forward this week and get a win against Social Circle. How about you? It is good that we have improved as a team. We're getting better as the season goes on. It's always good when you're getting ready for gearing up for region. And the playoffs. And the playoffs. Um, you got a prediction? I think Commerce, 28, Social Circle, 25. I think something weird happens, and they go for two, and then they mm. kick a field goal. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Gotta let the, the ambient noise just take over the rest of the pod here. Lots of lots of traffic tonight. Lots of plane traffic going on. I see like seven right now just flying around. What do you think about that song? <laughs> People going. I'm trying to avoid doing it. I don't like doing. I don't like doing. I know you don't. I just don't. Not not a fan. You um, can you can take a skip if you want to. I I usually do. You know. Yeah. I don't. I, I haven't done a prediction in the past what few episodes. No. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to. We'll see what happens about this time tomorrow night. As uh, again, social circle eight point favorite. Tigers uh, take the show on the road. Just south, um, Uncle Saul will be in attendance representing yep. the Potluck Podcast. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Potluck Football. That's where we'll have the Potluck pick them out uh, at the latest tomorrow morning. Yep. 
and do get your picks in for that. Am it's I still tight? Am I still t- yeah. am I still tied? You snuck up there. I got that. I had that ten and zero week. That really that bolstered me. you. That helped me. So we'll have uh, ten picks against the spread up. So follow us on Twitter. Thank you for listening, as always. And uh, again, like like we mentioned, enjoy this uh, Friday night. Don't have many left, and uh, it's just that time of year. It's just it's just uh, great weather. Get out there with your with your buds. You know, go watch some high school football. Support the local team. Yep. We'll see y'all next week. Go Tigers. Go Tigers.